Put God first. Your presence in their lives gives them validation. Our children don't need us to be superheroes. If you do these things, the next generation and the generations that follow will live in a world far better than the one we have today. Men, stand up, be fathers. Hey guys, it's Mark, your host and founder of The Inspired Legacy. As always, this is the show that equips and inspires you to be the spiritual leaders in your home and make the most of what little time we have to be great dads. If you've been a dad for any length of time, then you're going to understand what I'm about to say. When it comes to the big picture, the moments we have with our kids go by in an instant. The impact we have with them, however, lasts forever. So it's up to us to step up to the plate and make sure that the impact that we have is not only a positive one, but one that supports and breathes life into our kids long after we're gone. That can be your legacy. And all you have to do to make it happen is take advantage of the time that you've been given today. And when I think of time, I visualize the hands of a clock just steadily ticking away, right? And I think that's probably why I've always loved watches. It's that literal and consistent, constant reminder, if you will, that time is fleeting, that we have to seize every opportunity that comes our way, and that we shouldn't take anything for granted, because you never know when your time is going to be up. That's what a watch means to me. And so when I stumbled across today's guest, I knew that I had to have him on the show. On the line with me today is Brian Doherty. He is the founder of Declan James Watch Company. And we'll get into this during our discussion, but they're not just in the business of making great watches, but building a company that's all about legacy. So after I stumbled across Declan James and was researching the company and how to get a hold of Brian, I discovered that this guy's also a Navy SEAL. So at that point, it was just game over. I I knew I had to talk to him. So coming to us from an undisclosed location somewhere overseas, guys, I'm pumped to have Navy SEAL and founder of Declan James Watch Company, Brian Doherty, joining the Inspired Legacy. Brian, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Mark. Thanks a lot. That's quite the intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, I we're, we're going to circle back to Declan James, but again, I cannot have a SEAL on here without touching on this uh, a little bit. Sure more in depth. Um, so break down your, your seal career for us, if you will. Cause I know it's maybe a, maybe a little atypical or maybe not, I don't know, but you were active duty for several years and went reserves and now you've been called back into service. So did I get that kind of timeline? Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. That's okay. correct. Um, so I, I, I don't know that my the career is atypical at the time. It surely was. I joined the, I joined the Navy with intent of becoming a Navy SEAL at age 29, which at that time was very atypical. I did that for a, fall, a number of years, eight years roughly, got out, became a civilian. At that time, I started Declan James Watch Co. Um, also joined the reserves. And then within the last, I've done that for about two, three years and then got called back to active duty, in, which is where I am, am now. Yeah, man. Well, before I forget, I mean, thank you for your service. Obviously, if you're watching this, guys, and I've pointed this out before, I've got a flag and some some of my grandfather's World War II uh, medals on the wall behind me. I just have the utmost respect for veterans. And so uh, thank you for your service and your sacrifice. I know you've got family that you're away from. So hats off to you, man. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk about the fact that you joined the Navy when you were 29, you said? Yeah. So yeah, I have to assume maybe it's an incorrect assumption. 
did that make you the old man in boot camp? It did. And I had a problem with that. I don't know why to this day, looking back on the experience, I definitely had um, a problem with it. It was, it was, it was, I think, you know, everyone going through buds, which is field selection has their own issues that they deal with, whether it's they're you know, they're immature, being away from home, navigating life in the military. By and large, a lot of my problems were that I put on myself were the fact that I was older than everyone. And so I felt that I had to be stronger, better, faster, smarter sure. than everyone. Sure. And oftentimes that really wasn't the case, but because I did that, put that undue pressure on myself, I, it, it made a miserable time a lot more miserable. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable because you know, there's, there's dudes that go through that obviously. And, um, even though you're older, like you said, you may not be the most, the, the strongest or the fittest of them out there, but I got to think that you brought some, maybe some wisdom or street cred that others didn't have. I, I would like to think so. I, you know, being at 29, I felt like maybe I brought a little bit more of a work ethic, but it was also challenging too for me in the sense that I had enjoyed this cushy civilian life for such a long time that I got used to. And then yeah. being thrust into this experience where they didn't care who I was, what I did or where I came from. So by and large, my, my struggles were something I put on myself, but just adjusting to this military lifestyle. I didn't grow up in a military family. When I told my parents I want to join the military at 29, their jaws dropped to the floor. And it wasn't that they weren't supportive. They're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so I'd like to think I brought a little bit to the table. And maybe I did. I don't know. But maybe a little bit more maturity to the to the program. But, you know, I guess you'd have to ask my classmates. <laughs> <laughs> so what year was that that you joined up? So I joined in 2000, I think 2009, 2010. And I was okay. working commercial real estate prior buying and selling apartment complexes for an apartment REIT, which I'm going to steal a word from your previous guest or a phrase from your previous guest, which I loved, but he had said, and I apologize. I forget his name. I know he's a good friend of yours. He said, failing to thrive. And I was basically failing to thrive in my previous life prior sure. to the Navy. And I had someone who, a mentor of mine, someone who I'd worked for, you know, I, you don't just wake up one day and say you want to join the Navy SEALs. You, you know, it's something maybe you think about for a very long time or you have a friend who did it or you, you, you come across and you start to obsess about it. And I had obsessed about it for a very long time, but I was in the civilian lifestyle, not enjoying it, failing to thrive. My mentor at the time was prior military. And at 29, he basically said, dude, you got to go. You go now or you're just going to hate yourself for the rest of your life. And he was right. I, you know, I went and it was the best decision I made in my entire life thus far. Hopefully, you know, I make better ones, but it, it was a good one. Yeah. Cause what's the, what's the age cutoff to join the military? Is it 30 or 34 or something like that? It, it was 29. So oh, I had was. signed, I, I, I had signed on the dotted line when I was 28 and I had turned 29 in boot camp. And I remember, I, I don't know. I was so, I was like, I, I remember talking to my parents and like, don't send me a card. Don't send me a birthday card. I don't want, like I had in, in my mind that like, I, it was just going to be this big old haze fest. I didn't want any other undue attention to me with a birthday card that my parents sent me. So I spent 20, my 29th birthday in boot camp, probably in the push up position. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So is there, when you think back over your time in the seals and in the Navy, I mean, what's, what's one moment or maybe one lesson 
that stands above all the rest that you that you took away from that time and have maybe carried over into uh, fatherhood? There's that's a really good question. There's a lot of lessons, and people have heard me say this before. I wish everyone could have the opportunity to go through buds or seal selection because for me it gave me so much in life and i really feel in the six months and even extended on the you know my eight-year career it's taught me all of life's lessons or i what i feel are life's lessons and and i'm sure those close to me are just tired of you know i got i got an antidote lesson for for everything right and they're just like shut up ryan like we got it you're a navy seal shut up but but i think one of the biggest things that I've carried over into fatherhood that I like, I'm, that I'm hoping to instill in my kids is that really they can do anything and it's up to them what they decide to do in life. And by that, I remember going through the program and I don't know, I mean, I'm just a tall skinny guy and I've been a tall skinny guy my entire life. And when I was going through the program, I remember looking at the guy that left of me and the guy that right of me. And it's, you know, it's, these guys are like hurtling gods, just muscles everywhere. And I remember just thinking to myself, God, like, I don't know that, like, like this, this, this is who I'm competing against. Right. Right. Like I'm, 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 I'm the small guy on the team here. And as I went through the program, as I progressed through the program, I noticed that those were the first guys to quit. Mm -hmm. And really it was just up to me. It wasn't that I was competing against those guys to my left and right. It was that I was competing against the voice inside my head that said I couldn't do it or I'm not going to make it or get up. You know, it's those two voices inside your head that say go forward or just stay down because you're tired. And that was the biggest eye opener for me is really the competition is not with the outside or external environment. It's within yourself. It's within your mind of moving forward. And I hope I, my sons are, my sons are young now. They're six and six and two. And it, it might be a more of a difficult lesson for them to learn until they get older, but that's really what I hope they, what I can bring to my father, be a father with them. Is that it's up to them what they want to do in life. And it's only them who's going to decide whether they move forward or not. Yeah, man. Well, if that's the biggest thing you took away, I think that's huge. That's, that's a lesson that I think so many guys battle with. Um, I know that I have, I mean, I've, I've, I'm in the process of kind of starting my own, uh, business and and you have as well, which we're going to get into. And you get into the comparison right. games of like, oh, you know, yeah. you've got the the people out there that you kind of keep your eye on. You kind of aspire towards, and it's easy to get yeah. caught up into the comparison game. And but at the end of the day, you're just you're battling against yourself from yesterday. As long as you can be better than yourself yesterday, then you're moving in the right direction. And I think that's a that's a key lesson for life. I, I think so. And don't get me wrong, I don't wake up every morning and, and like and think to myself, you know, I still have my internal struggles you know, there's still that voice that pops in my head. That's like, maybe, maybe you're just too tired or maybe you're too old. And then, you know, sometimes it's within minutes, like, you know, I'm telling my that other voice to shut up, or maybe it's like a couple of days or whatever. I still, I still have those internal battles. I just think what's different as I think what's different. And I think maybe you could probably attest to this because you're starting your own business and you understand is for some reason, it's obvious to you and me, having been through an experience that's or going through an experience that it's up to you, but it's not obvious to a lot of people. And I think that I just have the fortunate circumstances of being able to recognize that a lot sooner than most people or people who can at all. Yeah. I think you're right. That awareness is half the battle, right? Cause like you said, cause some people do, they're, they're totally clueless. They're just caught up in the everyday yeah. and, and they don't realize that they're 
comparing themselves to this or that, or this person and uh, their success. And right. Yeah. So I think being aware of it is that's uh step one for sure. So you've got two sons. Let's kind of segue. Uh, even though I'd like to talk about the seals all day, every day. Um, you've got two sons, two, two and six, right? Correct. So give us the rest of your dad bio. What have you got going on at home? Well, <laughs> home is different now. I'm sure home is different for you. Uh, COVID has, I mean, t- I think you, you'll probably tell me that every age has its own challenges. For sure. Um, but for my six-year-old, you know, COVID hit and they went to remote learning. He was in kindergarten. And that was struggle for us. And we finally got, we finally found a school that can, I, I would say the biggest struggle is getting into a routine with this COVID stuff because it's, it's as soon as we feel like we got into a routine, I just got an email that, you know, my home state Denver is starting to restrict more movement and put more COVID rules and rules in place. So it seems to me like every time we seem to get into a routine, something else happens. So this is a really weird year and everyone knows that. And everyone, yeah. you know, we've heard that a thousand times. Um, but yeah, I've got two boys. I got a wife. It's great. We live in Denver. That's my home state. And so right now we're just navigating well, I'll say this, my wife who's, who's raising my boys right now because I'm gone is really just navigating, taking care of the kids. She has a job that she's trying to work. And so she's got her, she's got her, she's got her hands full. And I, I admire her for that because I know when I have my boys for a couple of days by myself, there's, there's, there's a few, there's a few minutes in those days. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, man. <laughs> and she's, she's got that for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we like to, shine a light on folks like yourself, but we don't want to forget about the other, you know, whether it's a husband or a wife back at home dealing with kids and raising families. Uh, it's a huge, huge sacrifice. So yeah, yeah. they cannot, I, cannot I'm go noticed. I'm thankful. My, my youngest son, Nolan, he's, he's two years old. And so with me being gone, I feel like he doesn't quite get it yet. And so that's just, in terms of not getting it, I feel like that's one less person I have to worry about. But my oldest son, he gets it. He understands. There's been numerous times. It cracks me up and also breaks my heart. He says, dad, can't you just quit? I'm like, no, I can't quit. <laughs> like, I just can't. He's like, well, just, just get fired then. <laughs> I'm like, who, who, like, who are you talking to that my, my six-year-old was telling me to quit and get, or to get fired so I can just come home. And he says, well, why don't you just write a letter and go to your boss's desk and slam it on the desk and then walk out. I'm like, where are you getting this? (laughs) But you know, despite me being gone and he understands, I I think a little bit, I think he's doing well because you know, uh, he seems to be processing things very well at his age. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Declan James. Uh, I guess first question that comes to my mind, knowing that what your name is, where did the name Declan James come from? So Declan James is after my oldest son, his, his full name is Declan James Doherty. And as I was going down this endeavor of starting a watch company, I was doing, I was researching for months and months about watch names, about company names. And every name that I wanted to use for a company was taken in one form of, one form or fashion. And then I started noticing that a lot of the, not a lot, but there, there's a decent amount of watch companies are named after founders. And you know, Brian Doherty just doesn't have a sexy ring to it as Declan James does. 
And I was very hesitant at first to pick my son's name because I, I don't want my son's name to be out there. I want my son initially I didn't. I wanted my son's name to be out there when he wanted to be out there sure. because we live in the social world and it's all connected. But I started to think about the reason why I wanted to start this company. And part of it was to build the legacy and to teach my kids the, the life lessons that I learned as a Navy SEAL. I wanted to teach them through entrepreneurship because I think there's a lot of similarities, quite frankly, yeah. um, between the two in terms of, you know, picking yourself up and moving forward. But uh, once I, you know, I came across, I came, I didn't come across, I started thinking about Declan James. I said, you know, this is probably really good. I like it. It's got a good, it's got a good ring to it. And not only it fits my, my purpose in life for this company is to give him something that he can take with him, whether it's the watch company or the lessons or an experience that we had, I just thought maybe it was a good gift. You know, this is, this is for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I will start another company for my other son. <laughs> I have to, and I want to, and I want to, but that was, that's really how I arrived at that Declan James Watchco for a name. Well, that's a great name. I mean, it, um, for those people listening and watching, if you haven't seen pictures of the watches and we'll link over to the website so everybody can find that easily. Um, when you see a picture of the watches, all of them, I mean, they're sharp. And they just look Thank like you. you need to be wearing a suit when you wear one. And the name Declan James just like pops. It's like, Ooh, that yeah, sounds yeah. classy. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. So out of all the things that you could have done, uh, why a watch company? I mean, I kind of talked about what I, why I like watches and what comes to mind for me, but I mean, what, what led you to starting a watch company? Um, this is, this is a good question. So I, I literally just wrote a blog about this on my website oh, nice. and, and a shameless, shameless plug, if I will, <laughs> DeclanJamesWatchCo.com. But I, when I was little, I had a good friend growing up who gave me a watch and I was in first, uh, maybe kindergarten or first grade. And I don't quite remember what grade it was, but he gave me a watch for bir my birthday. And ever since then, that watch just ignited this crazy obsession about watches for me. And I've always liked watches. I, I, enjoy, I love, I love that they're, they're super functional. Like they're super relevant in our lives. I love now that I'm older, I love that. I love mechanical watches because it's old school. The mechanical watch hasn't changed really since the 1900s. I mean, sure. Like the manufacturing process has changed. The materials have changed, but if you take it apart, it's pretty much the same watch since the 1900s that's crazy and i i i, I mean I, I i romanticize about it i think it's awesome and in this day and age in in technology and fast moving things and people always look at their wrists for you know it's dinging and it's lighting up and, and that's fine I'm, I'm not knocking smart watches by any means i have one i have a purpose for it but after that purpose is done i put it back in my drawer and i, and I put i put on my regular watch i um i just i just I just love them. I, I'm a, I think they're super functional. It's, it's, it, I'm obsessed about them, <laughs> <laughs> but it all started from my buddy who gave me a watch in first kindergarten or first grade. It just, it just, it just, it just I just obsessed about it ever since. That's cool. It's funny. Cause I was just thinking about our conversation leading up to today and I've always kind of been fascinated by watches as well. Like the old the old school, like the mechanical watches. And yeah. to think that that, like you said, the subtleties of the technology have changed and evolved over the years, but like you can go back hundreds of years and they were making timepieces that basically work the same way. And that blows my mind. And I just, 
got me thinking what person in his right mind this day and age would think about starting a watch company. That person would probably have to have the mentality of a Navy SEAL. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody who thinks they can do anything in the world. (laughs) You know, and like I said, I have my moments and sometimes I'm like, and you said you're starting your own business. And so you can, you can relate to this. It's an emotional roller coaster. There's ups and downs. And sometimes I think to myself, like, why, why, why a watch company? Like there's a, like you could have spent your money on a lot better things and easier things, but it just seemed to really all fall into place with what I wanted to do. I mean, like you said, watch companies and watches have been being made for hundreds of years. And that's, that's a legacy thing. And oftentimes they start off as a family business or a business between, you know, cousins or brothers and where they are today, they're still in existence. A lot of those famous brands that we're familiar with have been in existence for 200 years. And so that's, that's a legacy company as far as I'm concerned. And so with me trying to create a legacy for my kids and teaching that stuff, it just kind of all fell into place. Like I love watches. It's a legacy thing. It's, It's traditionally known as a family business. It just seemed to make sense. Uh, I, you know, it makes more sense as I get into this and it just falls into place for me. Yeah, man. Well, it's super cool. So I'm curious when you're not on active duty and you're back at home and um, your days look a little bit more normal, what is your day to day look like as somebody who's running a watch company? Are you like literally assembling watches or what, what's your day look like? Well, you know, with kids, there's not one day that's, that's the same and sometimes so what i do is i have a process where i design the what there's it's swiss movement and the, and the movements are imported and i and i i'll design my watches and then i have a company that will manufacture the cases and so they ship all that stuff to me and, and then we we assemble them together and most of my time is is developing content for the company mm. and and, I, and as you know content you know, it's kind of how you speak to people in this day and age. I mean, you, you do, yes. you do tons of it and you, and you know it and yeah. you know it. Um, most of my time is doing that. I do have another job that I've only been doing this. I've launched this for three, I'm going on my third year and things are growing great and I love it. But you know, I started off in the real estate business and that's all I know. Uh, I do have another, another job developing mobile home communities oh, nice. that I work for another company. So my time is split sure. between my watches and you know, the job that I, I also like, I feel very fortunate in life. I have, I have a great family. I'm doing two things in my life that I love. So my biggest challenge right now is, is just, and I hope to do both those things my entire life. I don't, I don't, there's, there's no, someone asked me last night, well, what about when your watch company in 10 years is, is making all the money you want to make? And my response was, well, if I'm making all the money I need to make for my watch company, I will probably start doing more real estate so that, that, cause I also like that. Mm-hmm. So I hope that gives you a little bit better picture of how chaotic it can get. Well, and really, if you're doing something that you love or things that you love, you know, who cares about retirement and just keep doing what you love, right? Yeah, I, I think for me, that's kind of what I figured out in life is that just do the things that you love and do it with the people that you love. Yeah. And, and things should be, things hopefully will start to fall in place for you. So I feel fortunate in that aspect. Amen, man. Yeah. So when it comes to Declan James, do you feel like you're at least your older kid, your six-year-old who may still be a little young yet, but do you feel like he grasps what you've 
done and what you're trying to build? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I think he grasps or understands that we, I have a business and it's selling watches and it's interesting how kids, they, they know so much more. Sometimes they know so much more than, than we give them credit for. Oh, absolutely. But, um, he, he's funny because I remember when I first launched this company, he's like, Hey dad, let's go sell watches. I was like, all right. And so, you know, we set up a stand in the courtyard, like we're selling lemonade (laughs) and he's, we made some signs and everything. And I just went through this whole process with him and I'm trying to encourage him. And he's like, you know, no one can hear us. I'm like, okay, like, all right, well, what do you propose? He's like, well, let's start yelling. And he starts yelling, Declan James Watchco, Declan James Watchco. And he's like, you know, that's not really working. Let's go door to door. And I was like, all right, let's go door to door. So we go to a couple of neighbors house. I know. And I ring the doorbell and I'm like, I'm like winking at them. I'm like, you know, help me out here. And, um, but I'm looking back on my experience and he's like, he's, he's just like, he, he's going through this whole marketing process of getting the, like, he's, he's like internalizing this and yeah. thinking about it. I'm like, wow, you're really like, and oftentimes when I struggle with stuff, I think back to that moment, I'm like it, sometimes it can be just that simple. Maybe you're just in the courtyard when you need to be going door to door. And mm. it's funny how I set out to teach him about life. And yet he became a reminder for me about life. And maybe that's the purpose of kids. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he grasped and I, I'll, I'll do some posts online with him and I'll blur his face out because I'm very conscious about, you know, again, putting his image out there. And the other day he's like, why are you blurring my face out? Next time you post them out, don't blur my face out. And I'm like, are you giving me permission to do this? Are you sure? <laughs> but I'll, I'll continue to blur his face out for a while. I mean, at least his, 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 his direct likeness sure, yeah. blur out for a little bit. But, um, but it's interesting. That's just the day and age that we live in. Like for me, social media was never a thing. And now I still find it strange that people post so much stuff about their family. Yeah. And it's not that I'm, I, for me, I'm like, am I vi-? like my son's going to get older. And his, his, he's already, he's going to be out there and it's not going to be his decision, but it's going to be my decision. So I try to be very deliberate about putting my son and his image and his likeness out there. Um, and, but I don't really need him to sell my watches. You know, that's not, that's not, I don't need his face out there selling my watches, yeah. but it, it is part of my story. So I do try to incorporate it in a little bit. Well, it, it's cool that he's latched onto it and he's so willing to, <laughs> Pound the pavement for dad. <laughs> so I think what's going to happen is when we, when he gets older, he's not going to want anything to do with the watch company. My youngest son, Nolan is probably going to want everything to do with the watch company. And the other company I start for him, which I think will probably be in real estate in some form of fashion, they're going to swap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be my other question was what plans you had to include them. And like you said, they're, they're going to want to go their own ways, but I would assume yeah. at the same time, you'll, you'll try to lay a path for him to follow should he choose to. So what, what does yeah. that might, what might that look like? Uh, for both my boys? Yeah. I mean, if they both want to pursue the watch thing, hypothetically. Oh, I, I, I would love it. And part of me to this day, we initially, we weren't, I wasn't, we weren't going to have another, a second kid, but part of me to this day does feel somewhat guilty that I put a lot of my energy into a company named after his older, his older brother, um, should they both want to do it? I think that's great. And that's fine. And if he, and if they both want to do it, if my son, youngest son wants to get into that, 
it will be a sign to me that he really doesn't care that it's named after his brother, which I honestly, I don't think he should, but you know, um, I think that'll be great. If they both want to get involved with it, I think it'll, that'll, be, that'll make me very happy. 100%. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy the other day and I'm, you know, we have this, I want my sons to be who they want to be 100%. And as, as a father, I feel it's my obligation to lay out a solid foundation for them that they can succeed at whatever they want to do in life. And probably I might push them or inadvertently I might push them to the things that I'm most interested in. I think that's perhaps natural because that's all I know is the things I'm interested in. Right. And I can just be there to encourage him about the things he becomes interested in. But I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day and my kids, I'm sh- you know, it's going to happen. They're not going to want to have anything to do with what I'm interested in. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, I started this company for them and I started another company for them. They could easily grow up and say, you know what, dad, I don't, this is all your stuff. I'm not interested in it. And that's fine because I would not have failed. Mm-hmm. I would have failed if I see them struggle in life. And for me, I would just see them struggle in life and they didn't pick themselves back up or they didn't keep moving forward. That's where I feel like, at least now as we have this conversation, that's my, that might be where I have failed. They want nothing to do with this. That's fine. I've always said that whatever they do in life, I just want them to have the ability to be number one at it, or at least be happy at what they're doing. And so I hope through, through entrepreneurship and these businesses, they learn that. A hundred percent. And I'm, I was sitting here thinking, you know, whether they do or don't pursue this business, um, you're building something that even though it has this, the name of your son, it's, it's, bigger than that right at least in my mind it is you know like you said teaching them the value of hard work teaching them the importance of quality you know and and giving it your all and those are things that they may not learn elsewhere but they're they're watching their old man do it and those are those are lessons they're going to live on yeah i i never you know your kids and I'd be curious if your grandkids do this also, but your I, I realize that like your kids really do like watch you. You know, they watch everything you do, and everything like I I'll go on walks with my boys, and I'll spit on the sidewalk, and then I'll do and I'll I'll like my son is my youngest son is making these weird noises. I'll look over, and he's like also trying to spit. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I remember when I had this realization with my older son of like they really do like look to you for everything. Yeah. And everyone says that you're like, yeah, I got that. You're on their dad, but like, this is really happening. I'm, I'm witnessing this firsthand. And I, and I read this quote and I don't know where I read it. And it was something to the extent of, you know, a father and son are walking through a forest and the father says to the son, be careful where you step. And the son, son replies, you be careful where you step. I'm following in your footsteps. Yeah. And I was like, God, I really have a great opportunity to do something great. And, I could really screw this up for him too. Um, so yeah, it, you're, I'm a, I've become a lot more deliberate with what I want to teach my kids. And I, and I hope that through this whole process, they see that with me struggling and picking myself up and through business and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. No, that's, you, you know, this. Yeah, I do. And, but it's easy. It's easy to forget when you get uh, caught up in the everyday but you're absolutely right. Our kids are, they're sponges and they're mirrors and they are tape recorders and use all the analogies you want to like, they, 
they look to us to model life and they're going to pick up the good and the bad and everything in between. So it really, uh, sheds light on the importance of our role as fathers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think about, I think about legacy and I'm not going to be the person that saves the world. It's not going to happen. It's not in my cards. It's not that I don't want humanity to be great and all that stuff, but it's just not, it's not going to be me. But I think about the legacy and what my parents gave me. I mean, my parents gave me the courage and strength to become a Navy SEAL. And I don't know, you know, whatever their parents gave them that they gave me to become a Navy SEAL. And I look at my kids, I'm like, all right, you, you got to be deliberate about this because you, your kids might be the kid, your kids might be the ones that save the world. And if it's not their kids, it's a legacy that you leave, leave them. And maybe it's their kids. And so I, I, I try to be deliberate about like this, this, this legacy process. And as I became a father, I really started thinking about, I'm like, wow, it's kind of what you do and don't do. That, that leaves a good or a bad legacy. Yeah. And so my intent, my intent is to, be, to to leave a good legacy. And I think a lot of people's intent are, but I, I don't know if, I mean, I know you think about it. I don't know if other people think about it, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't know if everybody thinks about it. Uh, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, I, I think it starts with just an awareness that yeah. the way you lead your life, you're setting the, st- the, the stage and you're setting an example for your kids and that that's a part of your legacy. And so- you just have to be intentional about it because you're going to leave a legacy yeah. whether you try to or not. And it can be a good one or a bad one, like you said. So yeah, just being aware yeah. of it and, and then walking through life with intentionality is key. It's hard. It is hard, especially <laughs> when you've hard. got so many influences out there telling you, trying to persuade you and tempt you to not live the way we should be. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a daily struggle for sure. Yeah. So 60 years from now, it's kind of hypothetical, big picture question. So 60 years from now, say, you know, you're gone, but your kids are, you know, they're out there and they're wearing a Declan James watch and uh, somebody pulls them aside and they make a comment about this watch that they're wearing. What, what do you want your kids to say about you, about the company and just what it means to the family name? Oh, wow. That's a very poignant question. <laughs> it kind of gave, you gave me goosebumps here. Um, you know, there's a lot of stories about fathers giving their sons or daughters the watches that they wore throughout their adulthood, and people write about, about this stuff. And I didn't want to just give my son my, or my sons a watch. I wanted to give them something greater, the watch company, the legacy, all those lessons. So 60 years from now, when someone asks, I, I, I hope... I hope that they can say at the end of the day, my dad loved me. I hope that they can say it with pride. And if they're wearing the watch and someone's asking them, I'm sure that they can say it with pride, but I hope they can say my dad loved me. And if I fail at anything, you know, I, that's one thing that's going to be certain is that I love them. And, and as they look back and they, they feel those memories and they, and they, and they, they look back on it. I hope that they can say that I gave them everything I had to give them. And they might, you know, they might not be aware of that unless until they have their own kids or they get older. Um, but if they can say that, I, I think I'd be happy. I mean, at the end of the day, if they say my dad loved me and he gave me everything he had to give, I, w- I would be happy with that. I'd that's, be happy with that for sure. That's okay. a good answer, man. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. 
unconditional love, do that right. Everything else takes care of itself, I think. So switching gears here a little bit, you know, I believe that as men, we were designed for more than what the world has modeled to us uh, the past few decades, kind of like we were just talking about here a second ago. Uh, I think that includes being bold and taking calculated risks. You know, everything that you've done is both a SEAL and as a business owner. So to guys listening or watching who, uh, you know, maybe feel a pull towards something greater, but are kind of stuck in this life of uh, just a a mundane reality, if you will. What what would you say to those guys? Just kind of light a fire in their belly to do something bigger and bolder. I was stuck in that mundane lifestyle prior to me joining the the Navy SEALs. I was doing real estate. The economy had tanked in 2007, 2008. It was just, I I was failing to thrive as your previous guest had, had noted. I would say to them that, well, it's interesting. So what I, for some reason, I, I didn't want to do anything. Like I wasn't motivated to excel at work. I wasn't motivated to go back to school. Like I literally just lost all my motivation. It was like I was a zombie waking up and living this existence that quite frankly was not interesting to me. I was there. I understand the pain that those people are in right now. For some reason, I had enough foresight in my life. And to this day, I, I can't figure it out. I remember thinking to myself as I'm going through this process in my head of like, what does this all mean? Like, what is going on? Like, I can't live the next 50 years like this. Like, this can't be what my life's all about. I remember thinking to myself that if I was on my deathbed and my grandchild came to me and I had one thing to say to him, what would I say? And I'm not this smart of a guy. I'm not this insightful in life. I mean, at least, at least not to other people. And I remember thinking to myself, whatever that answer is, that is my answer in life. Whatever advice on my death that I would give my grandchild, that is my advice in life. And I was like, okay, well, that's a start. And then I continued to think about, continue to think about this. And and ultimately, the end of the answer was, do what you need. Follow your heart. Go like, don't be afraid. Like, go do it. Go do it. Get up. Do what you feel passionate about. Don't worry about what other people think because, quite frankly, it's. It's your life. It's not their life. And no one knows you better than you, despite what anyone else might, might say, like, you know, um, and that changed, that changed my whole trajectory in life. It literally sent me on this path that I'm, I'm much happier in life doing what I want to do. I'm much happier. I just feel, I feel a sense of, of pride inside that I did something for myself at the time. And as we get older, you know, you do stuff for other people, but like I, I went in a direction for myself. It wasn't a direction for someone else. I remember my parents trying to talk me out of doing this. All my friends thought I was crazy. I had so many, I, I, I did have, my, my family did support me and my parents ultimately, I mean, they were always on board. They always supported me, but they were just like, are you sure? You know? And I, and I, and once I was able to push all that noise aside and just go in the direction I wanted to go, the world opened up to me. I, I, I kid you not. The world literally opened up to me and I was a much happier person in life. And for people who are struggling to, to do something, my advice is to think about the advice you would give your grandchild on your deathbed. And whatever that answer is, that's probably what you need to do. It's good, man. That's good perspective. I love it. Yeah. Brian, we're uh, pushing our time here. Um, okay. Where can people follow Declan James Watch Company 
support what you're trying to build, what you have built, uh, and just stay connected and, and kind of keep tabs on the next latest watch coming out. Absolutely. So I have, you can go to my profile on Facebook is Declan James watch co on Instagram. I th- actually, it is Declan James watch co is also my web my website is www.declanjameswatchco.com. You know, follow us. We're, we're getting ready to put out some new content, new watches. We're in the process of designing new watches. You know, it's the holiday season. We're, we're coming out with some discounts for the holiday season. Nice. Yep. Um, those where they can go. That's where they can go, excuse me, to find out, to stay engaged and to follow us. Awesome, man. Well, Brian, thank you again. Thank you for your service. Thank you for well, thank the, you. Uh, the watches that you make and the legacy you're <laughs> leaving your sons and the, the message you had to share with us today. It was great. Loved it. Well, I appreciate it. It's been an honor to be on your show. It's always, it's always warming to talk to other people who care about the legacy that they leave behind, who are deliberate about it. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Guys, thanks for listening. If you got anything out of today's episode, please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen to this right now. And if you're looking for a brotherhood of other like-minded men, guys who like to talk about the kinds of things you heard today, then I encourage you to check out the private Facebook group for The Inspired Legacy. There's a link to the group in today's show notes, as well as a link to leave an Apple podcast rating and review for the show. And that just helps us get The Inspired Legacy podcast in front of more men. So remember, like, subscribe, leave a review, and share our message, because when we work together to lift up fatherhood, we're going to change the world one dad at a time. Until next time, live inspired. Live inspired.